Welcome to the Line Podcast. Great to be back with you uh, this week. It's a great week uh, for episodes to really bring you back to reality, to charge you forward, and as we always do, have great conversations to enhance you as a human being to to live a better life, to give more to other people, and to really make a difference not only in your life but the people who you affect in your community. As always, I'm joined by my amazing co-host Lee Lawson. Lee, good to see you. Good to see you too, mate. How's things? Good, thank you very much. Good. Lovely day. Just got off a call with my uh, my coach. It's intense, but it's um, it's certainly worth doing. It really brings me back to earth. And Any quick nuggets of wisdom from that quick call? Quick nuggets of wisdom. You can share. Talk really interestingly. One of the things we got into is talking about um, how the world follows individuals and then uh, like corporations. We're currently very much in an individual world, like um, wanting to buy from independent people. It's a 40-year cycle and it's happened for years. You really look it back. It takes 20 years to go from corporate to individual. Okay. And then 20 years to go from individual to corporate. And this 40-year cycle has happened since the 1920s. Back and forth and back and forth. Um, and where are we now? Did, did you? Well, I, I think, think we're, we're just in moving into, or we've moved into individual yeah, in the last decade or less. Yeah, I think in, a, Do you think? I think in less. Because I, I, I think when I... 2000 to 2005... Probably up to 2008, to that crash, people were really corporate. People wanted, you know, they wanted to go to the, like mm-hmm. the best corporate provider of this and that and this and that. And then it's moved into this sort of individual mm. uh, approach and, you know, you want independent companies and all this kind of stuff. I will go out on a limb and say that we've done the last corporate cycle. Mm. I don't think we're going to cycle back into that. Mm. I don't think corporations are going to last much longer or i'm hoping fingers crossed like someone said is it julian assange who's in a prison in russia i think or he's ex- extradited and yeah. can't come back to the us but he said the job of the government is to take money from the public and feed it into the private sector and that's what they do with healthcare uh military um pharmaceutical and they're doing it really well and i think people have had enough of the corporations taking the piss. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. I think it's a conversation for another day. I think what may happen in the future is it might evolve, it might change. So you might go very individual mm. and then you have some really great people who want to create jobs and stuff in their communities and mm-hmm. they build sort of mini mm. local companies yeah, from that, yeah. which is great. That, yeah. It's the conglomerates that are the problem. Yeah. The ones that become a monopoly, like... Loads of them at Microsoft. There was a big thing in the nineties about Bill Gates becoming a monopoly with Microsoft. Well, yeah. there's every company, there's companies in every area that. Well, he's a monopoly in everything, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Lawrence himself. Anyway, he's an asshole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about the foundations of business. We've got a really serious episode for you today. Yes, um, we're talking about the foundations of business. So this comes in the context. A couple of people I've spoken to recently um, have come to me. One of the things I'm really good at teaching is, and blow my own trumpet for a minute, is systems and procedures. Mm-hmm. I'm great at teaching that because my wife's great at doing that. Um, but it's, there's a couple of people who come with, they've got really good businesses, but they're now starting to see the cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is very, very common. When you when you have a maybe that first mover's advantage or you have enthusiasm when you're starting a business or... Um, you just, you just want to get going super quick, you can make a business start and you can get some attraction. You can you can start to generate some revenue, get custom, but then cracks start to appear 
um, you know, like the, the the supply of new customers starts to run dry, or uh, you you start to have problems in the fact that you can't manage your time between uh, doing and servicing. You can't manage the team as they grow, and these cracks start to appear. And the problem is, it's it's like the old fable: the man who built his house on the sand, and it just starts to wash away. Mm. Um, so I thought it'd be really nice to spend some time touching on that today um, with some examples, but then really what people can do to, to make a difference. It's always amazed me that in America, in what they call Hurricane Valley, that they still build the houses out of wood. Mm. I don't know if it's because it's easier um, to rebuild, but it, I always think if they built them out of blocks and bricks, they'd last much better. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of that, isn't it? You've got to build your business on that foundation so that you can weather the storm. Because like we mentioned in the change episode, was yeah. it? Hard times will come. Always. You need to be ready. And it's not just in business, it's everything. It's personally build your strong foundations in yourself. We're talking about business today, but this spreads across everything. So if you don't build those foundations and be prepared for the hard times, building resilience, like we spoke about in the resilience episode, when they come, you're going to crumble. And in the business, like you say, will we'll start to show those cracks and then it causes more and more issues. So. It does. I think you're right. Like we, we, we will talk business, but the, the, the ultimate foundation you build is you yeah. because you are the, the example. Yeah. Even when you start to build a business and then you may want to remove yourself from the business, mm -hmm. you still set the example um, of, of what you expect. Yeah. And people learn from that, not what you're telling them. And systems are built around that, but people know the system works because they've seen someone do it. I think it's really good. And I think one of the, the main things that, that gets people unstuck uh, and, and causes problems is, is they set this business up to become super successful really quickly and they fail to think about or play the long game. Mm. And that can really upskittle people. So as an example with chiropractic would be you set up a practice and you put out a huge amount of advertising to get people in oh. under care and they're, in, they're invited to come in for their initial consults at a super cheap rate. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. It's mm. going to bring people through the door. Problem with that is that you then ask the person to invest in their health, which may cost them a thousand pounds. Yeah. And it's a complete mismatch. Yes. You also then get those people come in and you say, I'll commit to this period of care. And they go, oh, I don't know whether I can do that. And they come in for one or two visits. And, and what this happens, what happens here is you get this real yo-yo practice whereby you, you put out a marketing campaign, you suddenly get an influx of patients and then suddenly all these patients drop out of care. Mm. And you think, what happened there? And then you plug in another marketing campaign, shoots up, and then it drops out. Mm. And you've got no consistent revenue. Problem with no consistent revenue is you can't you can't cover your fixed costs. So you're worried about your fixed costs. Yep. You're working like a dog just to pay your bills. Maybe your team don't get paid. As you're going through this growth of acceleration up to the top, you hire more team to cover your bills and responsibilities suddenly all the patients drop and you can't pay the team. You have to yeah. reduce the team. Yeah. Whereas if you play the long game, you, you're more certain about your pricing structure. You invite the right people in. You weed out the people who aren't, who aren't right for your practice, which is fine. You can choose. Yeah. And you create this hockey stick effect whereby your practice grows very, very slowly, but then like starts to attract like, and that compounds. And suddenly mm -hmm. you get this huge growth in the practice 
And that is a solid business in in any industry. That's what you're aiming for, that hockey stick. Yeah. And the the digital marketing industry is rife with this. Like I see so many marketers and, and people doing similar things to what I'm doing, but on a totally different meaning behind what they're doing mm. sort of thing. They're not, they're not invested in chiropractic. Like a lot of people will just work with chiropractors because they think, oh, chiropractors, they charge, they yeah. charge their patients money. So they'll pay me loads of money. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're not in there for the right reasons, the only reason I ever started working with chiropractors is because of the results I had with chiropractic with you. Yeah. Never did I think, oh. But you, you're, what's really interesting, and this is where it's, it's again, this is, this is, we'll discuss that, but this is true for, for any business that's listening, mm-hmm. is to get your foundations right, you have to choose who you work with right. Mm. And not necessarily go for the cheapest option straight away. No. I am baffled when some people turn around and say, I can't afford to coach with you. I'm like, yeah. Dude, if you coach me, you're going to earn so much more money. Yeah, you will be able pay to afford it. it. <laughs> and, and the same is true for your service. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you work with FilmFlow, um, the money you'll make back on that is huge. And the reason for that is, and I'll get into that now, is because you want to get people under chiropractic care. Yes. Whereas you go to a lot of marketing people and they, they want to get you new leads. Yes. New leads is bullshit. I, you could get me a thousand new leads tomorrow. Easy. None of them want chiropractic no, care. No. And it's bullshit. And I go into so many chiropractors who have worked with other companies and they're selling their, their, their market and their new patient assessment for like 20 quid. And then they're like, oh, we get such low quality leads. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. Because you're doing fucking 20 quid Groupons or you're doing 20 quid offers, like 80% off your new patient assessment. And then you're wondering why you're getting people who come in and don't want to go under long-term chiropractic care. And then they come in for one or two adjustments and then go away and, t- and they're telling people, and you better believe they're telling people, chiropractic don't work and that your practice didn't sort them out because they were expecting to come in pay nothing and be fixed whereas like you say if you don't give massive discounts on your new patient assessment and people know when they come in and your coaching's great for walking people through that day one day two so that the the patients know what to expect yeah and that's honesty that's a foundation yes but they're going to know that they're coming in for an investment like my first adjustment was in 2018. I still get adjusted every single week, mm. every single week. And I'm not in pain. Um, but the simple reason that I, I still get adjusted every single week is because my life now is exponentially better in every single area from what it was when I, before I started going to a chiropractor. But, it's, but this is, and that's, that's because the business at its core had a vision. Yeah. And it wanted to make change. Yeah. And, I write, we, we do a huge amount of nurture. I write letters every week to people who come up to their hundreds, their mm. 200s, their 400s yeah, visits. Yeah. I think some of this comes to putting in the right time first. So when you set up your foundations at the start, people are in such a rush to get started. Yeah. And you've got to put a huge amount of time in before. So people come to me like, Tom, I'm going to open my practice in a week. I'm like, no, no, you're not. Mm. No, you're not. Mm. Oh, I'm going to open my practice in a couple of months. No. Like, realistically it should be like practice business whatever mm-hmm. it should be six months of planning i think at least before you start yeah to really build those foundations right and you've got to be prepared to invest first if you're not in a position to you've got to make yourself into that position first mm-hmm. so one of the reasons the practice was so successful is because we invested in the right people from the start and that meant paying us 
like we've talked about delayed gratification before. Mm-hmm. They've been a tiny two up, two down house for a yep. long time. Yep. Living in with the parents for a period of time. Um, and, and be prepared to invest the money. We spent a fortune on people for coaching. We spent a fortune on uh, the right um, accountant and tax advisor. Uh, people to help us with business plans. We invested in a, in a, in a building that was way bigger than we needed at the time. Um, when we found you, we invested in you. Mm-hmm. It's investing in the right people um, and using your time wisely to build up before you open. Um, there's that saying, like, build it and they shall come. Mm-hmm. It's rubbish. Yeah. It's absolutely rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The amount of chiropractors who open a practice and expect people to turn up on their door and then wonder why they're failing. Like I was hearing about a, a guy the other week who, um, I think he's going to come to that event in, in September. But he... Um, He's having to work, him and his wife are having, they work in their practice, but they're also both working other jobs. Mm-hmm. Like that should never be the case for a chiropractor. No, no. Never. And it shouldn't be the case for anybody in business once you've decided that you're going for it. It shouldn't yeah. be the case. No, I, I, when I first started my business, I did a little, for a little while, I was working at my old job and building my business at the beginning. But as soon as, as soon as possible, I burned all the boats and just left. And, People, I think, are, are afraid to do that. And I get it. Like I had years at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey where I didn't make a profit, mm. but I'd already burned the boats and I knew that I was going to make it and be successful because I didn't have any other choice. So I think going, there's a lot of value to going all in. Right. Right. I think with that, um, when you go all in, one, one of the next important things to work on is cultivating the right people and the right relationships. Yes. So really working on those. So every single customer that comes into you, like you were just talking about you, someone you'd spoken to recently and they, they asked you questions and you just gave them huge value mm-hmm. before you've even, you haven't even tried to sell them. not asked for a thing. Value. Um, and that value exchange, that law of, what was that? Law of recipro- reciprocity. Reciprocity yeah. means that the, what you give, you shall receive. Mm-hmm. Um, super important. Yeah. Um, and I'll just touch while we're on, and this isn't like a sales call, but while we're on the point of digital marketing and stuff that we were talking about, I'll just say this because it's really important to chiropractors and building a foundation in your practice is vital, but also building a foundation for your online presence as well, because you can create an ad and run the best ad in the world. But if they come and land on your social and it looks shit or they go to your website and it's slow or it looks like it was made in the 90s and it doesn't it's not clear and concise what it is that you do and the service that you provide and how they can even book in your people will drop off. It's called bounce rate. When someone lands on a site, if it's slow, they're gone. Like you have to have website, social, email in place, like lead magnets in place, all these things to have a holistic online presence. Otherwise, you're going to spend a fortune on advertising and it's just going to get you no results. So let's, again, we are speaking heavily on chiropractic. It's just because the industry we're in, but it's true for, it's true for any business. The coaching I do is inside and outside of chiropractic. So we work with people with, with different businesses and it's the same for every single business is that consistency of presence. Yes. Um, and the world now is a social presence, a yep. social media presence. Yeah. Website, like you say, regular content. People, are, the first thing, like if someone sees your advert, they're not going to book straight away. They're going to go and look at you. Mm. Yes, And if you're not constantly doing something on there, it's important. As well as that cultivating your email list, which is a hugely, um, well, it's the most valuable part of your business to yep. cultivate your email list. Yeah. Um, 
and be selling and serving to them too is, is, is fundamentally important. Yeah. So, And the reason for that, just quickly, just not to just leave it so people who don't know just are like, what do you mean it's the most valuable part? You can build an audience on social media. You can build an Instagram following, a Facebook following as, as big as you want. But tomorrow, if Mark Zuckerberg gets locked up for something, not that I'm saying that he would, but if he does and they both collapse and go to nothing and everybody moves to Twitter or a different one, your audience is gone. Yeah. So you should always be trying to guide people from your website to your email. And a way to do that is by giving them away, by giving away free valuable content that is going to provide massive value. The best way to do that is a video course or something like that, where you're really providing value. The patient gets to meet you as a chiropractor and they get to see inside your practice through videos and in exchange for an email address. If you're providing that much value, they're going to happily give you their email address and, um, it's going to be an audience that you own rather than one that's rented from social media. And that, and that is also important in terms of, we talked about their building relationships. You need to cultivate that email list. You need to nurture yeah. that. So once they're on there, regular, so people who are on my email list, will get, they get a weekly email from me at least of pure value. It's rarely a mm -hmm. sale and no. that's what you need to do. And you need to just Play yeah, the long you, game you, with those people as well. You should actually sell to your list more. I should sell to my list more. Um, <laughs> you do provide anyone constant <laughs> value. Anyone listening to this one's coaching, I'm, I'm available. But I'm going to put links in the description to this because um, we both offer coaching and we both offer services that work for any business and, and chiropractors especially, but it really is worth investing in the things that we do because we know what works and we've done it with mm. so many different chiropractors and, and businesses that it can save people loads of time and it can help them build that foundation. So I'm going to put links below for ASC and Filmflow. And if you want help with these things, get in touch. True. And it's, it's extremely important. Like that, that those foundations are really important. When they're setting up a business, people set up this a business with, with the illusion that I'm going to do a little work. I'm going to earn a lot of money. Mm. And that's not true. That is not true. You're going to earn fuck all money for a long period of time. By doing a lot of work. By doing a lot of work. Yeah. Like an insane amount of work. Yeah. You can, if you're prepared to, make this easier, but you have to sacrifice more money mm. in order to. Yeah. You're still going to have to work bloody hard, yeah, yeah. but you can hire the right people to make that easier, speed up the time um, to then making your fortune. Mm. And this is another thing that we're both very honest with, with, with working with people. There's a lot of coaches and a lot of bollocks out there online of you can get rich quick, you can use this formula, you don't have to work for it, it's dead easy. Mm. Like I did, I did a post yesterday, um, I, I spoke about this on Tuesday, didn't I? On Tuesday's episode, basically worked a 40 hour day and then up all night and like when you run a business, it's not a nine to five. No, You no don't way. take holidays. No, and I've got written down here, business, uh, success is not built on success, success is built on failures. So mm. if you don't, I didn't have a coach for years and years and years and years when I started my business. And in the last 10 years, I have made every single mistake that you can think of with, with advertising, with video, with, with the online presence, with email, with building websites, I've made them all. And you can either go through the process and learn from your mistakes yourself and you will fail, or you can learn from other people's failures and invest in some coaching and actually learn from people like yourself and like me who have built businesses and practices and grown practices to where they're opening new locations and 
save yourself making those mistakes mm. because I've seen the content inside the course that you create and inside the coaching that you do. Mm. How the hell do people, would people know that without going through it all? Like yeah. you know it because you've been through the whole thing. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's just. It's so true. Very important to I mean, build that failures, foundation. There's failures happen all the time. You, you think of your, if you think of your business like a boat, mm. you could rush to build this boat or you could take your time. You could study how it was built, how, you know, how do I make, how do I make it seal? How do I make it sail? Um, how do I make it efficient? Mm. You build that boat as best you can and you launch it on the water and you get going. Now, as you sail and you come into strong waters or calm water, whatever it is, or you might get hit by something, cracks may appear. And you can choose to ignore those cracks and get the engine moving faster to try and move forwards. Mm. But you're always going to be taking in water. Yeah. And those cracks are your failures. And you can say, right, there's a weakness here. It, I failed. However, I have the opportunity to fix that crack mm. and keep sailing and forwards. learn from it. Exactly. And not do it again. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the failures serve you to move forwards, but you have to look at them. Yeah. You have to. I remember Sarah and I, and I think I've spoken about this before. We had that, we had that moment where we sat back on holiday and went, oh, this is easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then three months later, we're tying up our shoelaces and walking door to door to get mm. more custom because... I don't know if you spoke about that on the podcast. I, yeah, maybe not then. We just, we about, I think about two years in and practice was going really well, good money, uh, great number of patients being seen and we were chilling. Mm. And we sort of, you know, we finished work, we go home, we chill, weekends, we're not doing any work, we're chilling. And we looked at each other once, and we, we, I can't remember where we were, we're having a drink and we're like, this is easy. I think we've got this sorted. Mm -hmm. Three months later, practice starting to drop. Every, it, yeah, it will always happen. CAs aren't quite doing what we expect, and mm -hmm. but they're learning from my example. Um, and it, you know, we we had to really scurry to get the thing back in order, but we learned from that mistake. That's a very we, valuable lesson. Like, do lesson. not rest on your laurels. No. I've done it as well so many times. I, when I had my e-commerce stores, I'd get a winning product, be making real good money selling like hotcakes and i was just it was just going and yeah. i was like this is it and it was never it's never ever it, it. it's well, never it someone we listen to andy frisella and he's in the arate and he um he works every day yeah and he's a billionaire yeah if he sold up now he'd be a billionaire yeah and he works constantly yeah. all the time um, and I thought of something the other day, and, and we'll round this off now because I think there's loads of value in there. But business is not a journey where you're going to get to a point and be like, boom, done. Like you're not working towards, even if you make 10 million, you're never, you're not sat there. You're not going to get to a point and be like, right, that's it. I'm done now. Game over. It is a constant progression for the rest of your life forever. You might retire mm. one day. I personally don't think I will. I think I'll just evolve. And it won't be one business. And it might not be, if you're a chiropractor listening to this, it might not be your practice. It might be something else that that leads into. Mm. Or it's very unlikely that anybody who's listening to this in 20 or 30 years will be doing the same thing that they're doing now. Yeah. But you will still be striving for more. You will still be striving for greatness. You will still be aiming for that next thing because it's how humans are programmed. We, we are ingrained programmed. that way. I remember I coached Growth. a dentist who, um, he did a really successful cosmetic dentist and he was just bored of dentistry. Hmm. So we coached him into pivoting into property. Yeah. And it's, 
it's that evolution of constantly moving forward and constantly growing. And if you if you really want to be successful in business, you're always going to be switched on, yeah. moving forwards. Yeah. And I think the main thing people take from today is really learning from those mistakes early, mm-hmm. systematize the mistake that you have made. Yeah. Uh, you know, you made the mistake, work back, where did that mistake start? Okay, this is the system I need to put in place. Mm-hmm. The next time I move past that point, a crack doesn't appear. Yeah. And creating systems is, is is how you really build those foundations. And that takes a lot of work. Um way more than the podcast episode yeah um but yeah well, I mean, maybe we really do a podcast, podcast episode on, on systems and processes one day but um obviously if people do want those systems and processes and we'll round this podcast off now because it's yeah. coming up to half an hour but um i'm going to leave the links down below for for the coaching for me and tom mine is digital presence and online stuff tom's is the most comprehensive coaching on uh, operating a practice yeah. that there is so um click those links check those out check those out and um not just practices as well it's business yeah it's all business so if you're not a chiropractor and you you want to grow your business and you want to inc- improve your online presence check out the links below share this podcast with somebody you think is going to get some value from it please subscribe if you've got any questions drop us a message on instagram i am at band and average tom is at dr tom waller and I, I will say as well like um if you're listening to this before the 30th of september yes come and meet lee and i come yeah. to the lifetime uh, lifetime patients from day one live event it's in stansted 30th of September, 1st of October. Uh, so you go on the link to ASCCairo.com and, and look at uh, uh, workshops. It's on there. Yeah, they'll um, all be below. Yeah, we'll in see the, you there. The and we may be doing a live podcast there as well, which would be fun to come yep. and join as well. Live Q&A. Yeah. Cool. Have an amazing rest of your day. Stay aligned as always, and we will see you in the next episode.